I'm Mark Coulter, and this is the Carus and Coulter podcast. John F. Kennedy famously said, In a crisis, be aware of the danger, but recognise the opportunity. World-famous chewing gum company Wrigley didn't always sell gum. In fact, they sold soap. Then in order to boost sales, they started to give out free pieces of chewing gum with all their products. Cosmetics giant Avon were once door-to-door book salesmen. And when things weren't going well, they gave out free samples of perfume with all their products to entice more female customers. The rest is history. The moral of the story? They tried something new, they adapted, and these simple ideas created the billion dollar empires still going strong today. In this podcast, join me and my colleague Simon Curtis as each week we speak with leading entrepreneurs, business innovators and creative thinkers from all around the world. They'll share with us valuable advice on coping with the current economic crisis and turn all this uncertainty into a springboard for opportunity, creative innovation and growth. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Carters and Coulter podcast. I'm Mark Coulter and with the help of my good friend and colleague Mr Simon Curtis, each week we'll be speaking with a special guest and discover from them the two to three pieces of actionable tips and advice to help businesses and offer some hope and positivity in the current climate. To start things off this week, I wanted to play you this clip as narrated by this week's special guest. My second spacewalk, things were going well, and I had a couple moments. I took a look at the planet, and this is incredible. I started to become a bit emotional, and just the sure beauty of it, I, I, I started to cry, and I could feel the tears welling up. And what I thought was, this must be the view from heaven. If you could be in heaven, you look down on our planet, this is how we must look from heaven. And then I thought to myself, no, it's not right. It's more beautiful than that. This is what heaven must look like. I felt like I was looking into a paradise. That was a clip from the Netflix and National Geographic hit series, One Strange Rock. And the person's voice you heard was former NASA astronaut, Mr. Mike Massimino. You may also know him, for he had a recurring role in the CBS sitcom The Big Bang Theory, and apparently George Clooney's performance in the movie Gravity was based on Mike's spacewalks. In this interview, 
Mike talks with my colleague Simon Curtis about what it was like to be 350 miles above the earth and he shares his unique perspectives on teamwork dealing with crisis situations and isolation during his NASA days as related to the current lockdown. Apologies also for the dip in audio quality during this interview, but I think Mike's enthusiasm and passion for life still comes through. Over to you, Simon. Enjoy. We're delighted to have Mike Massimino. Mike is a former astronaut. In addition to that, uh, some of you might be aware of the uh, very famous, um, I believe, award-winning show, One Strange Rock, on, uh, on Netflix and uh, developed by National Geographic. Mike was one of the eight astronauts that was, uh, was featured on that show. He's also been on The Big Bang Theory. Um, his main claim to fame is his uh, two spacewalks as a former NASA astronaut and uh, a senior advisor for space, uh, for space programs at the Intrepid Sea, Air and Space Museum over in New York. So, Mike, thank you very much for joining us. Looking forward to speaking with you today. What was it like 350 miles above the Earth's surface looking down? And how did your perspective of the world change in that moment? I think the most compelling thing that you do as an astronaut is observe the environment you're in because it's so extraordinary, just uh, incredible to, to see all that. And it's really beyond words. Um, the way I would, I would describe it is when I really had a chance to ponder it, and it really wasn't until my second spacewalk. And the, the thought that went through my mind was, oh, this would be the view from heaven. You also get the sense that it's a beautiful paradise and we're very lucky to be here. Mm-hmm. And we need to take care of it. This pandemic is, uh, we're all in it together. It's literally changing the world on a daily basis. Um, it's impacted us all in too many ways to mention in such a short period of time. So um, what I wanted to ask you is, uh, what advice would you give people in general on adjusting their lives to the new norm? The number one thing, when we were asking us, we were concerned about getting sick. Number one thing is don't get sick if, if you can help it. If we got sick, uh, it wasn't as much of a threat as we have now necessarily, but it certainly was something that can impact our mission. Yeah. Uh, so we went into a quarantine uh, a week before our launch, a little over a week before our launch day, where we would uh, continue some of our training, but in a quarantine situation, so we couldn't be around anyone. Right. Uh, the six-foot rule, and yep. anyone who was needed to come closer to teach us something or help us with something as an, as an instructor needed to be cleared by the flight surgeon right? So, by our doctor. So uh, we, even our family members, we can only see like one guest a day would come <laughs> to dinner when we were in quarantine and, and, and uh, that person had to be checked out by the, by the flight doctor. So, uh, so that's, I think, number one is understand yep. that we need to try to stay healthy. So right. let's, let's do that. That's the best thing we can do for each other. And, and if, if something happens, we, you know, then we do the best to get the right care and to help and support each other when that happens. But I think the other part of it is also trying to keep up morale and, and keeping yourself uh, engaged in life and, and, and making these adjustments. So I, I think some of the things that I learned, I wrote an op-ed about this in the New York Daily News. It was just published last week. But, uh, but some of the things I talked about, particularly relating what it was like to be in a space shuttle compared to where we are now. So uh, what I right. found that I, I felt like I always said that and felt that space flight, my experience from it brings out the best in people. 
Mm-hmm. And that's because you have a common mission to get the job done, to do what you're going to do. You know you're doing something important, what's important to you. Yeah. You know, and it stays important to the, to the country and the world, we felt. But we're also kind of on top of each other. Space Shuttle is pretty small. Space Station is pretty big. Uh, it's about the volume of a 747. But the right. Space Shuttle was really small. Two small rooms. We were able to float around in those rooms. Right? So you can mm-hmm. use that. Believe it or not, you can get like seven rooms in a small room. And you start using the ceiling and the walls because you can float there. You know, you could use more, but still you're kind of on top of each other. Yeah. So you learn you need to respect each other's privacy and well, and think about the other person and put the team before yourself. So when we're in these situations where we're kind of stuck inside, maybe with family members or friends, or even if you're, you know, sometimes you're alone or whatever, but if you're with someone else, especially, you have to respect the other person's well-being. That's not going to work. So be good to each other. Try to be, just bring out your best person. You're going to need your best self in this situation to, to get along and to fight what we're fighting. Cause that's really what I think our mission is now is to keep moving forward, keep ourselves going and, and try to, to defeat this, this sickness that is out there. Um, right. Another, you know, another thing that we, we, uh, that I learned as an astronaut that I think relates to now is that um, you can feel alone. I felt particularly on my spacewalks when I made a, my fourth spacewalk, I made a critical error on a repair of an instrument, and I felt terrible. I stripped a screw that was going to prevent us from from uh, pr- uh, repairing and bring this instrument back to life. Repairing the instrument that day, and we did not have a backup for this because this is a really simple task amongst a very complicated series of tasks. But this right. is a simple thing that I messed up, so we didn't have a backup for it because you know, how do you mess this thing up? And I just felt terrible, but about it. But with the ground team came up with a solution that saved the day. So. I think that that's what we need to keep in mind now, that we may be having struggles and problems here and there, but we're still here for each other. So we still have uh, people and places and things that can help us. We're not alone in this. And I think that's what we want to remember. We might feel alone. We might feel frustrated, but we have each other to support each right. other. So remember, you're not alone. And I've probably gone on two for too long, but I do want to mention something about the future of where we come out of this. Because the truth is, I don't think we know. But we really don't know what's going to happen. And uh, space flight was like that too. And an example was of in a tragedy. Maybe some of the, we're kind of going through a tough situation and tragedy for a lot of people right now. Uh, when we when we lost the space shuttle, and we had a program that was full, moving full steam ahead with the space shuttle program. We had a second accident. The first accident happened with Challenger, space shuttle Challenger before I was there. And then we right. had one while I, right in the middle of my career as an astronaut, we lost space shuttle Columbia. I was on Columbia. The previous flight my first flight was on space shuttle columbia Gosh. next time columbia went to space it didn't come back yeah seven of my yeah. friends were killed and we lost the shuttle we lost the whole program mm. instant you know in one in more you know in a, in a in a matter of seconds that accident happened uh i mean the causes of it and so on were were longer of course but we didn't know what the future held yeah and i think that's where we're kind of now so i think we need to do the best we can now to adapt mm-hmm. keep up our morale if you can maybe do things like this or Come up with creative ways to maybe uh, deal with the situation as best you can. Yeah. But also, I think be flexible. I, I think flexibility in culture, in your culture, is really important because you may have a plan. As I said, I, I made a mistake on a spacewalk. I mentioned that earlier. That totally changed the plan. Right. We didn't plan for me to mess that up. We had no idea that that was going to happen. But when it happens, you say, "Okay, let's let's try to deal with it, not make it worse. Let's we can feel bad." For a little bit of you know a couple of seconds but we have to move on yeah and we have to yeah. deal with this problem we, we don't want to wallow in this we want to be able to 
move on. But we don't know really what's ahead of us. So I think what we need to do is be flexible and nimble and be able to react and pivot if we need to. Got it. We're working toward the day where this is going to be done and over, but we don't know when that is. So until that yeah. time happens, we need to do our best and look forward to that day. But I think we're going to need, I think flexibility is really important because life can change in an instant. Something yep. else may be out there. We need to be uh, need to be ready to pivot as best we can uh, in the future because we don't know what it holds, but hopefully this will be over. We really find out who we are as an organization and as a team right. during the tough times. Yeah. When it's easy, when things are going well, the leader has an easier job of it. Everyone, the teammates are high-fiving each other. Just look at sports even. Everyone's having a great time. And when we were doing our spacewalks, our missions, everything's – but what happens when you have a problem? What happens when in a small – you know, in a, in, a, in a smaller case, but for me it was huge when I made that mistake. My team came through for me. Right. We, we really found out – I really found out how great a team I had that I was a part of through mistakes that I made because we were able to overcome them. Thank you for your insights today. This has been wonderful. So thank you again, Mike. Uh, really appreciate your time and uh, we'll, we'll speak very soon. Good to see you, Simon. And thanks for having me. And everyone out there that's uh, listening, please stay healthy and keep up the attitude as best we can. And we'll get through this together. Well, that's the end of episode two, folks. We hope you enjoyed the interview. And a big thank you to Mike for taking the time to chat to Simon this week. If people want to find out more about Mike, please go to www.mikemassimino.com or you can follow him at astro underscore Mike on Twitter. You can find more information and resources in our show notes section at www carterscoulter.com forward slash podcast there you'll also find a preview of upcoming guests and of course don't forget to subscribe so you get every episode as soon as it becomes available in episode three we'll be talking to leading brand evangelist disruptor provocateur and ceo of content creation tool photofy Mr. Ted Rubin. Ted shares his thoughts on building customer relationships while in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. So stay tuned, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Arteric. Arteric are a pharmaceutical and biotechnology digital marketing agency renowned for their expertise in digital brand strategy, software engineering, search engine optimization and marketing, CRM and analytics. Visit them at www.arteric.com. And if you're interested in sponsoring a future podcast, please go to www.carriscoulter.com forward slash podcast for more information.